0: Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, Clearcast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates, and our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Hello and welcome. I am Jill Hamilton, editor at Clearance Jobs. Thanks for joining us today as we chat with Allison Snell with the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. She's on CISA's Election Security Initiative leadership team, and we'll be talking with her about her role at CISA and their work in securing the U.S. elections. So, Allison, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So, Allison, can you tell me about CISA's Election Security Initiative and your role on the team?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. CISA's Election Security Initiative is actually a part of the National Risk Management Center. We are responsible for CISA's Election Security Mission, that's in the name, um, and administering the Sector Risk Management Agency for the Critical Infrastructure Designation Election Infrastructure. And um, we have also have the Miss, Dis, and Malinformation for mission, countering mis Dis, and Malinformation mission for CISA, as well as our engagement portfolio and how we support both others as a staff, including our field staff and ourselves deploying out into the field and supporting st- state and local election officials on election security work that they are doing. I am the program manager for that team. I What that means is I serve both as kind of the deputy to lead as well as the chief of staff type function. Um, I handle the hiring recruitment. the Day to day bureaucracy management, which is, you know, clearing out any of our products, managing the team, making sure that all traps are run, and that the people on the team are cared for, managed, and supported in their day to day work supporting state, local election officials and critical infrastructure.
0: That's great. I mean, it, when it when you think of all the people and the processes that go into. Um, a mission as big as like you have, um, you really need somebody <laughs> who's ready to take that on because it's really people and that bring about the change. you know you need people on board to do that, so that's that's huge. And I love stories of especially of government agencies or ability to to evolve and grow um, so that's that's really great. so your prior experience. Was, doesn't sound like it was it was outside the field of election security. So can you talk a little bit how you came onto theme? You mentioned that you they you were recruited. So what do you look for also when you bring new people into your work?
1: I actually have a background in library and information science. And so I have always landed in positions that haven't necessarily fit that. Straight out of grad school I came into CISA through the Presidential Management Fellows program. And I actually started in CISA's predecessor The National Protection Programs Directorate within the CFATS program, which is the Chemical Facility Anti Terrorism Standards, which is a regulatory program. And there, over my tenure there, I served in jack of all trade type roles. I was a special assistant in the front office. They'd throw me on projects that were just needed some near term attention. And then eventually I stood up their communications team and their official executive secretariat, which is like the clearinghouse within. Um, various agencies they go by different names, but they're the mechanism by which like official tasks get done and products get cleared. So I started out there and wended my way up to the MPPD front office, and then down a few years later down into stakeholder engagement and managed their their administrative backbone functions too, like the hiring the internal processes, all of those things. so that's how I landed in the team. And for the most part, our entire team has kind of had different wending ways and roads into our program. Uh, Very few of our team members actually have backgrounds in elections or election security um, on the federal side. We have people, Jeff, uh, our our lead for election security, my boss, his background is systems engineering, and he was in the cybersecurity division for quite some time before moving over here, has a background in emergency communications too. Um, some of my team members you know, started out either as contract staff with no background, but just good, solid work the curiosity, and interest in the program and have grown and thrived in the space. So very few of us, I mean, we do have some election expertise in, on staff in-house, but we've also like... Found other ways to contract and and leverage. Like, we have expert consultants on contract, but our, our federal cadre and even some of our contract support staff, the majority don't have elections background. What we tend to look for as we've built our team, and like this has been really fun because we started out as a task force with absolutely no billets. Everybody was detailed in. There were volunteers across the agency who came in both for the 20, 2018 election and the 2020 election were volunteers who are detailed into our program from across CISA to support this mission, which is just such a valuable and important thing. But they weren't election experts. It's not what we we're looking for in recruiting. We we're looking for people with passion, commitment, good work ethic, the willingness to work hard, play hard and support our stakeholder set. So that's what we look for when we we bring people in. Um, it's not necessarily do you have elections on your background? You know, some of it is like do you have stakeholder engagement experience? Do you understand how systems work? Do you have an interest and a passion in just doing good work? Not even necessarily this work, but good work. And that's how we've built up our team, which has been just tremendously fun. So, I think just based on our, our team and all of the backgrounds, like you don't have to have a background in this. Sometimes it helps. Sometimes it's just not necessary because if you're willing to learn and dig in, that's the biggest thing. And there are so many people on our team that have taken the time to cultivate their knowledge and their interests in the space that they've grown in ways that they probably didn't expect. And we didn't expect, but like they've made our team whole through that curiosity and their work ethic. So most of that is, like, the 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 willingness to learn and do that is what we look for more than anything, I think. And just being good team players, committed to mission, ready to work hard.
0: Yeah, that's so true. You can't, it's hard to, I'm not saying you can't teach passion or a curiosity to find, pro, like, issues or to solve problems. But it is a lot harder to teach those. So that's a really great perspective on hiring. Um, but yeah, skills are important. <laughs> but at the same time, you really want people who are driven and really want to solve big problems. Um, because that's really what you're, you know, you're after doing. So it's a it's a good perspective on that. So I know we we often think about elections just during specific seasons, you know, that there's only presidential election years, but I'm guessing you, you guys work nonstop. So what keeps you busy behind the scenes in between what we consider in the general public as, you know, election years?
1: Oh, I love this question. (laughs) Uh, One of the things that came out of the 2020 election was everybody's like, you're taking a break right now, right? And we're like, well, no, no, we, this is when um, our stakeholders, like maybe you take a breath, but it's Mm -hmm. not like, Oh, we're just chilling on a beach somewhere. Uh, This is when our stakeholders have some breathing room to implement, new systems and update things, and they need us to be ready and fresh for them. So we spent, we've we spent a lot of time um, meeting them where they need us, which is ongoing, even during election season. Where do state and local election officials need us most and how can we best support them? What kind of training and services can we offer? What kind of products can we develop to meet them where they are? How can we, um, in this, this downtime, train other CISA staff, to be supported with our our content and our mission. Um, One thing that I think we'll touch on a little bit later is that we have 10 regions that support state and local election officials day to day in in, where they are um, physically. And that's been critical to make sure that they have the resources internally to CISA to do what they need to do to support the mission. So we've done a lot of work there uh, on our and malinformation. We've been working on getting some of our public-facing products out. Uh, We just released Bug Bites, which is a graphic novel. Um, Second in our Resilience series, Real Fake was released before the election last year. So we have, um, we're getting our products out, we're getting our trainings out, we're getting our people out and about, whether virtually some in-person, but just kind of keep trucking along, making sure that, again, our stakeholders are getting what they need from CISA, and that we're prepared for our our next midterm.
0: Hmm. Right because you know the time to start preparing for a storm isn't when you're in the middle of it so that's such a great um it's good that to keep that work going behind the scenes in between um what we would in the public consider the election years. so.
1: Yeah well and there are elections like every day well at least right. every week
0: um you
1: know, there's elections happening today, right now, that mm-hmm. uh, are top of mind for us. And so, yes, uh, general elections are very important. The terms are very important, but elections don't stop in off years.
0: And really, you know, for an election to happen securely smooth, and smoothly, it does take a lot of effort, um, collaborative effort across, you know, federal government, state, local, tribal, and territorial, all those different levels. So, how do you work with, with everyone and bring them all together um, from all these different entities? Yeah, that's a big question.
1: Um, our team, so we we really got to break the mold when we started, both as a task force and then continuing on and our permanent body. We work across CISA. That's kind of where we start, working across CISA. And then working across the federal interagency, we have partners, we touch base with on the regular and have just cultivated like a network across like the interagency and CISA to make sure that we um, as a federal entity are operating smoothly and seamlessly as possible for our stakeholders. And then in terms of the SLTT community and the local state and local election officials, those are, you know, those are who we care about the most. So we have a couple of different bodies that support that, but then also our team is just there to support it. So the sector risk management agency, which falls under the election security initiative, has both the government coordinating council and the um, sector coordinating council, and that's members of SLT government on one side and then our vendor community on the other side. And so we have regular touch points with them. We are incredibly involved in both supporting them in our SRMA role, but then just our broader election security mission role. So we touch on there. Um, we work very closely with NAS and Ed. that's the National Association of Secretaries of State and the National Association of State Election Directors. And we participate in any of their forums that, where they need us. And they both have conferences coming up mid-August where we will be actively supporting them, participating in their sessions, speaking with their members, and engaging them directly there. And then um, I think it's really key to hit on, like my team doesn't do this alone. We partner with our field folks. Um, The regional personnel in CISA are tremendous. Uh, Like I said, there are 10 regional field offices that have been growing and maturing within CISA and building out their presences and supporting election um, stakeholders, just as much as they have to support all critical infrastructure, national critical functions within their areas of responsibility. But we work really closely with them to make sure that they are fully supported in supporting the SLTT community. And, you know, as I, met, as I mentioned, we have election experts on as consultants out and about supporting both our regional and SLT partners on things that we need. So we have specific training offerings that my team offers and deploys, and we'll do either upon request or different forums where we've been requested to come in, but our regional personnel are equally equipped to provide a lot of those services and that information and like leverage our our consultants as much as they need. So it's just ongoing, the collaboration is ongoing and making sure that we're staying in touch, communicating, being in receipt of requirements and working together to meet those requirements.
0: Yeah, it really truly highlights just the power of communication and just how much um, in order to bring about change or institute something new or grow um, a task force or any of those different things that we're trying to do, that you're trying to do, um, communication is just so critical. It can sometimes probably feel like you're over communicating, but um, that's usually a better place to be than under, you know. Uh, And I think that's that's a key point. Um, When the election
1: infrastructure subsector was established, it was at a communication deficit. And we started in a deficit of trust when this pre the task force and initiative being stood up. Um, our community was skeptical of what value we could add and whether or not this was a good thing and we've worked really aggressively and hard to overcome that and from a partnership model, like we've succeeded as and continue and but there's still work to be done and we recognize that and continue to plug away and you can't do that without the connections and the communication and the continued willingness to grow and learn and partner and we've really, Really adopted that model as much as we can.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it's really a continuous thing to keep on. The you can't just communicate one time. It's an ongoing thing, along with like collaborating with partners and always getting buy-in and checking in with them. Um, that's definitely an ongoing thing. So having a team that's in place that really has that as their mission as well is is really important. So that's great. So what would you say you're most proud of with respect to your work on this team? Oh, I so I'm so
1: <laughs> well, that's really hard because um, I've been in CISA for 12 years and don't tell the rest of the places in CISA I've worked, but this has been my favorite job and just <laughs> uh, the mission, the stakeholders, and then the little posse that we've been able to cultivate is just absolutely wonderful. It has been so fun building this team and building this mission and seeing where we've been able to have an impact and hearing from stakeholders, how we've been able to help them and knowing that we can continue to grow and do better and meet them where they are with what they need is all of that. Like I'm so proud of all of that. And um, I spend a lot of time behind the scenes doing the management of the team and the building of the team and the hiring of our folks and making sure that the trains run on time and deliverables are met when they need to be met and seeing, again, the cra- the crew that I've built to support these stakeholders in this mission is just, I get really excited. Um, we had nobody, um, details would go back to their home offices and, you know, we went from like having a gob of vacancies to like diligently hiring against those for years. It's been like a huge, huge part of what I have to do. And that's winnowed down. And we've been training our staff and cultivating and developing them. We, have a, we had a new person start um, last week and another one a couple weeks ago. And every time somebody new starts, like, well, what can we do better when we onboard you? How can we get you integrated in the team? And what can you bring and do for this, this community? And it's just so rewarding. And again, hearing from our stakeholders how our team is meeting them where they are is really great.
0: Yeah. No, that's so great. Um, it's, it's encouraging to start to see um, all the different pieces beginning to come together and trust being built. And, you know, even onboarding new employees who are of the same mindset and have different capabilities to add is really exciting. And it's exciting work to, to just listen and, and, and hear about. So, Really appreciate you sharing all that. Well, thank you so much for joining us today at ClearCast. For more security clearance news and defense information, please visit us at news.clearancejobs.com.